there are a lot of small aspects which you cannot do only with the software. You have to go into the hardware in order to have the best customer experience for that. So therefore, for us, was the best way to go to have a custom-built tablet with our partners. You are listening to the Future Proof Operations Podcast. The manufacturing sector is evolving and the work that happens on the front line is the key to driving future readiness. On each episode, we bring you conversations with global leaders in industrial companies. Our goal is to discuss trends, stories and people in digital manufacturing and offer the latest insight into solutions. Subscribe and be sure to check out our website for more resources at operationsone.com. I'm your podcast host, Benjamin Brockman. This episode is brought to you by Operations One. Operations One is the leading platform to bring operations to a new level of excellence. By supporting frontline operations from planning to execution to analytics, companies benefit from an empowered workforce, increased operational excellence, and future-proof operations. Visit operationsone.com for more information. Hi, Katalin. Welcome to the Future Proof Operations Podcast. Yeah. Hi, Benjamin. Thank you very much for having me. Katalin, could you give me an overview of who you are and what you are doing in a nutshell? Yes. Katalin Barbulescu, CIO of Bofrost. And I started as a developer. And during my last 20 years career, I managed to make step-by-step -step approach to this new goal to, uh, to lead the IT uh, department in a middle-sized company. And this is something that I'm, uh, at least from my point of view, proud of it. But it was a long journey, I have to say, um, to be here. Great to have you on the podcast. I think everybody knows Bofrost. We have seen the cars on the streets. But the question is, what is it really about? So especially behind the scenes, could you give us an idea of what Bofrost is as a company and how it operates? So we are a frozen food producer. And not only a producer with our own product, but also we manage the whole distribution chain to the end customer. So the entire logistic, the entire supply chain, it's managed by us. And also we have our own drivers and sales personnel, which is transporting all those goods to the customers and have a lot of discussions with the customer in order to convince of uh, product qualities and different aspects of our products. So um, this is what we are doing and we are proud of it because there are a lot of advantages regarding these frozen food products, which are not really known on the market. So uh, this was in a nutshell, uh, we are a, a mid-sized company all over Europe in 13 countries, and we are around 11,000 employees, 1.5 billion euro revenue. And from the IT point of view, we are around 130 employees. And in the last five years, we did a lot of transformation for Bofrost in order to make Bofrost fit for the next 20 years. And this was actually my job in the last 20 years. Since you talked about the employees, what is the share of employees in the cars on the streets and employees being behind the scenes in the IT and the logistics? I think the most of the employees are the salesperson. So we're around 7,000, maybe if we, if we take a look all of the all of the countries that we are operating And only small numbers of employees are in central departments or in the logistics. So uh, we are a sales company and therefore we reflect that on the number of employees that we have. And this is our core business and core values. 
to uh, to have a direct contact to our customers through our sales organization and we have sales people in our company which are maintaining the customer contact since 30 years so there are some situations where our employees are part of the family of customers and they know all the history all the kids and all the situations that customer has gone through in the last 30 years and this is a very very big usp of Profrost. And this is something that we would like to evolve and to maintain also in the next 20 years. Katalin, in our preparation call, you explained me very enthusiastically how you conducted and still conducting a big digital transformation at Bofrost. And I would be curious how the old world before the transformation looked like at Bofrost. Before the transformation, we had some legacy system, some monolithic legacy system, which was doing more or less everything. And it was a very good system to grow and to start such a company. But when you reach a certain threshold of growing and expanding in different companies and growing from a small company to a mid-size and to a, into a large company, then IT has to scale up. And this was actually the biggest issue that we have right now that we had at the time that the system was 25 years old in different components, all technologies. So we couldn't find people, we couldn't scale up and make those changes necessary in order to move in our strategy on customer centric. This was actually the main issue. And on the other hand, we also have our IT department was very low numbered due to different transformations which were done in the past. And therefore I was tasked with this very big challenge in order to move the IT system into a new target architecture and also to invest in our people, in our team, to make sure that we find the right system, the right technology, to have the right balance between quality and speed. And this is what I have done in the last almost five years. So you say you have been using legacy systems, probably old-fashioned architecture, which needed to be improved. But when you make it very concrete, for example, focusing on the workers, on the salespersons, on the drivers, as you call them, or you call them salespersons, right, at Bofrost, how did the world look for them? How did they operate? I think an unusual day of the salesperson, and it's important to say salespersons, we're not driving. I mean, of course, we are driving all the cars from one customer to another, but that's not the main point. The way we hire our people, it's more on the sales activities and not on the just driving skills. So the communication skills and the sales and marketing skills are very important for our sales in order to maintain this customer relationship. But therefore, in order for them to concentrate on that, on that customer relationship in the moment where they arrive to their home, they need to have equipment, technical equipment, which it's working fast and seamlessly. And this was actually one of the main projects that we did uh, four years ago, where we migrate an old system with a small screen uh, where you have to type in all the product numbers there so you don't have customer experience there. And we have a lot of paper and different, different handies and different navigation devices and so on. So we put everything into one device, an eight-inch tablet, in order to help the salesperson to concentrate on the sale and not fight with the technique. And this is something that we do in the last years. And very important aspect of that is that we do this new design, hardware design, software design, together with the salespersons, because this has to reflect their normal day, which, which they will come into our regional stores, 
they load up the trucks and they start driving around 50 to 60 customers a day. And this is something what they are doing. And the navigation should work. The tour and planning should work in an optimized way to have all your customer information in one overview and then to have a seamless customer ordering process on your tablet without interruption, which is necessary. And also to have a lot of product information on that tablet, which helps the salesperson in order to do the best of the sales. Of course, we are moving to a data-driven company. So we try to add a lot of information or additional information to the salesperson in, in order to see the customer history, customer preferences on certain products in order to help him to have a better customer experience for our end customers. Okay, understood. So when we stick with the old world a little bit more, and I try to imagine how it feels for the salesperson in that old world, as you said, they have been sitting in their office, which is basically the car, and they had a lot of paper in front of them. They had different kind of devices, different kind of software. You had media breaks, and this is how the old world looked for the salespersons. If we want to understand what the drivers for the digital transformation have been for the management of Bofrost, what has it been? So what kind of pain points or decision criteria they saw to start the digital transformation? I think it was at all level of the management was obvious that we have to invest in IT. We have to optimize our processes and to make sure that the system that we have will work for the next 20 years. So this type of transformation was necessary. Definitely. It was a, not an easy job to reach this point, but at the end, the entire management, also the family, which is holding Bofrost, was convinced that we have to invest in IT. The question is how we do it and, and where you start and how you manage to do this transformation. This is actually the main focus. I was investing a lot of time in this area. And therefore, in order to have such a transformation, my job was around 50% IT to choose the right architecture the right technology and the right organizational structure for that. And then other 50% was change management in order to drive the change, which is necessary, not only from the internal point of view, the change on our internal organization in IT or in the central organization, but also to involve the salespersons in order to accept this change because you are just changing the devices, changing the whole way of working for a salesperson. And this is not an easy change. And it comes with a lot of not only resistance, but more or less skepticism. And the question is how you start adopting these new technologies on all over our salespersons. And I think the first decision that I took at the beginning was I need to have a mixed team of salespersons from different countries, from different regions, in order to take part of the project and to work with us on the design, on the software, and also on the hardware. And everything was made custom for their needs. At the beginning, you said that you want to have a solution which is working and valid for the next 20 years. So as I understand, one of the decision criteria for you and for the management have been to be resilient, to be future-proof. Um, but have there been other KPIs like efficiency, productivity, uh, quality, driving that decision that you wanted to improve at such KPIs? Definitely. I think it was one of the KPIs was what of how many customers can we manage in and can we visit in one day? And the question is, if we can gain one or two minutes per customer, then we gain one hour for the whole day. And that was one of the ideas in order to say, okay, anything that we have to do in the software and the hardware in order to reach such a speed 
on processing all those data, all those information. And this is something that we focused on at the beginning. And this is one thing. On the other side, we have to resolve a lot of issues regarding online and offline. I think Germany has a known network coverage, which is not that good in comparison with other companies, still a problem. So we have to make sure that doesn't matter where you are as a salesperson, uh, if you have a network connection or not, your tablet should work the same. And this was one of the capabilities that we implement in our software. And at the other end, we choose technologies which are fit for future, which means everything which is related to cloud-based applications, state-of-the-art technologies on the client side, on the server side, in order to make sure that we get the skills that we need, partner with different partners, which will help us also in the future. So let's dive into the new world a little bit more. You already gave an explanation how the old world looked like, why you choose to transform, and you already touched some points how the new world after the digital transformation looks like for Bofrost. Let's go a little bit deeper into it. So what is the result now? How is the system looking like? You don't have media breaks anymore, I guess. You have just one device, as you said. Yes, this is something that we establish right now, at least from one project for the salesperson, in order to have no media breaks, in order to have a device which is provide the best user experience for the salesperson, in order to help him to do the job perfectly. We also include certain additional features like a recommendation engine for a product. So something that you see on online stores, we introduce on our salespersons in order to see what kind of additional features will help the salespersons. And we got a lot of feedback on that. And also some of the feedback was positive and some of the feedback was very negative because it said, I know better what my customer wants to buy. So please, I don't need this pop-up or I don't need this list. And also there are a lot of employees to say, okay, maybe it's good to take a look on this recommendation list, maybe have some new ideas. So we got quite split feedbacks on this area. And I think it's very important to have this feedback and to introduce in the further further development cycles in order to make sure that you have everything uh, on place. What we are working right now and will be the major releases of the salesperson software is the integration in the omni-channel world, which means if a customer is doing something or a customer app, or on our online shop, or on call center, or getting some advices regarding food and diet, then the salesperson has to know all this information. And this is something that we want to integrate all those customer experience all over our channels, because salespersons, it's a very important channel and will be also for the future. But the question is, is this enough? And the customer centricity approach said that we need to be open on different channels, for example, e-commerce. So if I have an open uh, basket in the e-commerce and I know that I'm visiting this customer, then it will be great if the salespersons will know that he has an open basket with certain products, which maybe didn't complete the order. And maybe it will ask the customer to complete the order or maybe to have some product changes or to answer some questions which your customer may still have. So this type of, of uh, integration It's something, it's the next big thing that we would like to have with this application where the entire company is focusing on helping the salesperson. Super interesting. And did you have to discover new technologies when you talk, for example, about the recommendation system? Is it machine learning based? Talked about cloud, for example. Is it, yeah, which kind of cloud is it? So this is new challenges for you as Ofrost, as the IT team, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have to work with new technologies that we didn't know before. 
And for example, we everything what we do on the cloud, which means we don't have any goals in order to increase our data centers. So all new applications are created on the cloud and we are working with Google Cloud, for example. We are working with Microsoft Cloud, with Oracle Cloud, SAP Cloud. So we are driving a multi-cloud strategy depending on the best application for our business needs. So we are driving domain-driven approach, which means for each business unit, we have our own domain. And in this domain, they choose the best application for themselves. So in this way, we need to manage this multi-cloud environment that we have. So we set up different teams, different expertise of uh, different technology stacks that we have. And on the other hand, we have to buy a lot of expertise from outside because this is something that we didn't use to work on by Bofrost. And therefore we hire additional internal employees for key roles. And also we have a lot of contracts with different external partners, which help us in those special technologies that maybe we are not there yet. And also we are investing a lot in training of our own employees in these new technologies. And as I talked before with a data-driven company, this is something which is, it's coming into awareness right now, which is very important. Yeah. Five years ago, if I talked to Bofros, we need to be a data-driven company. No one understood what, what I mean. But I think five years now, everybody's realizing that this is the way to go. And we started a lot of projects in this area, for example, to introduce Salesforce CRM, where we have a lot of algorithms, machine learning, in order to have a better understanding of our customer, in order to have a better customer touch points and customer experience. On another hand, we started a completely new project in, in order to build up a new reporting system. So all the data that we gather from different systems, we have to put them together on our Microsoft Cloud based on Power BI in order to create a new decision-making process for our business units. And this is also something quite revolutionary for, for Bofrost in the way of showing this information. It's not only KPIs and a big table with a lot of numbers, but you have to tell a story and to show some trends in order to understand what's happening. And this is also a big change in the way we manage our company from the numbers point. In one of my last episodes, I talked with Pascal Frems from Infineon, and they have been conducting a big digital transformation project in the area of maintenance, a global project. And they choose to go more and more with standard solutions, SaaS solutions, which are in the cloud, but they choose to go away from building a lot of stuff themselves, but rather go for standard solutions. In our preparation call, you said at certain points, you are doing it a different way. You are building specific software things yourself. You even build hardware for yourself. I find that super interesting. Could you give us more insights into that on what you are doing there and why you choose to go that way? I see. I think, as I said before, we have a domain-driven approach, which means for, for all our domains, finance, sales, customer experience, logistic, and all other domains, marketing, and so on, we choose the best technology that we need in order to meet the business requirements. So we try to, to balance make or buy. And first of all, we try to focus on standard solutions, software as a service. This is our main goal because I don't have the capacity in order to build everything from scratch. But there are some certain aspects where we at Bofrost, we have a USP and the USP it's defined for to do something which is unique, which means it will not find it in a standard software. So therefore we have a lot of discussions to say, which are the parts of the whole Bofrost, which are USPs. And we identify two of them. 
One is salespersons and the way the workflow of the day, which is, you cannot find it. It's not a cast system which you can get or POS system which you can get, which is covering everything, the, the whole day of the salespersons. This is one aspect. And the second aspect is tour and planning. So how we plan our customers, because we have, I don't know, 2.5 million customers and you have to plan them in a regular way in order to have an optimized number of kilometers, optimized number of salespersons driving in certain region. And this is a USP. And for those two areas, we decide to have a, a custom approach, custom development approach for all other areas like logistic, like custom experience, marketing, CRM, finance, everything is standard software, which is software as a service, customized only in certain area, because there we need efficiency. We don't need to be unique. You don't need to have a USP advantage. You just need to keep the standard processes which are efficient enough. And this is the big differentiation that we are doing in order to uh, the best fit for Bofrost. And in, in my experience, this is the major issue that a lot of companies are getting because they try to introduce standard software in the USP areas of their business. They try to customize this to the end, exploding the cost, exploding the time. And at the end, they are not happy with that because they didn't ask themselves first the question, this is the USP. I have to preserve that and to be unique in my processes and technologies, or it's a standard software. So this is actually the main reason. So we identify only two areas. Everything else is software as a service. For example, HR. Yeah, it's a very interesting approach. When I try to draw a connection, I know, for example, Flixbus, that bus transformation company. And I know from the founders that they choose very, very early to build the route planning themselves because it's one of the USPs to have a very efficient route planning for all the buses. And it's matching with your philosophy as well. So you try to find the USPs and then you build solutions, especially matching them. So that's the idea because otherwise you are not unique. You are doing what everybody else is doing if you're introducing a standard software. So also it was a very, very nice example on a tour planning. And also I asked myself, there are a lot of tour planning software there. Why do I need to build something our own? But our business model, it's not just delivering. Our business model is to be everywhere, even if the customer didn't order something, which means you need to have a sort of combination of workflows, workforce planning and orders or pre-orders, which is already there. So we have only 20% of our day, it's full with orders. Everything else is just direct sales. So we need to have another approach of the tour planning in order to optimize both requirements. And this is something that we use a lot of machine learning and mathematical models in order to achieve this balance. It's an optimization problem, but it's a very custom optimization problem for Bofrost. So I will not like to go into the details because it's a business know-how here, but I think we are at the edge of research from mathematical point of view and also from the technology point of view in order to have a very good fit solution for, for Bofrost, which is unique because our business model is unique. You don't have just delivery. It's um, it's a direct sales for our frozen food, which has a special unique aspect of um, processes. But I assume it's a big challenge for a company like Bofrost to say, guys, we now start to build software as well. We now start to build tablets or we modify tablets. So we build hardware. If you stick with the hardware example, how do you approach that? How do you take that challenge? I mean, we did an evaluation of different hardware aspects. So if you, if you take a tablet from commercial tablet, 
and you give it to the salesperson, they will tell you, okay, it's nice, but it will not fit my needs. And it starts with how long is the battery? It starts with in the cockpit, if you drive in summer, then you have high temperatures and you know that all of the tablets in high temperatures will shut down. So we need to have a tablet which is still working if, it's, if the temperature is high. On the other extreme, it's the same. When we drive in regions which is uh, winter and this is minus 10 degrees or a minus 20 degrees, then you need to have a tablet which is working. You cannot say to the customer, I need to warm up my tablet. So you need to have those temperatures variations. You need to have a tablet which is still working on that area. The other aspect was, for example, when you are driving, you have a way to load the tablet using inductive metals. So you don't need to charge the battery with a cable because otherwise you go to an auto, you just unplug and plug 50 times, 60 times a day. In a couple of months, is the tablet is not working anymore because it's broken. So you need to have a seamless magnetic holder on the auto in order to have the recharging of the tablet. When you have to carry packages for the customers, you need to find a way to store your tablet. So we work with the clothes and the design of the clothes in order to make sure that you have storage, which is big enough for that tablet. When you go to the customers and you discuss with the customer, you're holding the tablet and you need to have a way to hold the customer, which for eight hours a day, it will hurt your hand. And therefore we build a sort of schlaufe, a hand bandage in order to sustain and to hold the tablet for a long period of time. And also if you drop the tablet in different areas, because you are driving, you are carrying all the goods, so you may drop the tablets also has to withstand that environment. So it's not the environment that you have at home on the couch when you have a tablet, which is uh, very nice from the design, you need to have a ruggedized device. And for this ruggedized device, yes, we work with a company. Did you build the changes yourself? So when it comes to the changes, did you do it yourself or do you partner with the manufacturers and then they change it for you? Yes, we partner with a manufacturer and they build up a custom device for us with all those features. Also, the screen need to have a sort of reflective capabilities. Otherwise, you are in the sun, you are in the shadow, so you always see something. So the light variable is very high. And we have also a very interesting situation where our sensitive of the screen was too high when it was raining. You are dropping droplets of rain on the screen, and then the tablet was reacting to that. And we changed the firmware of the tablet in order to adjust the sensitivity of that. So there are a lot of small aspects which you cannot do only with the software. You have to go into the hardware in order to have the best customer experience for that. So therefore, for us, was the best way to go to have a custom-built tablet with our partners. Katalin, let's go into BirdView and you take a look on that digital transformation project. What has been your biggest learning? Technology is not everything and technology is not always the answer to everything. Therefore, you need to have a very careful navigation or a very careful balance between technology and the people. And when I'm talking about people, you're talking about your customers, which are using the technology. You are talking about your internal employees, which are building up the technology. And also we are talking about the entire management structure of Bofrost or any company in order to make sure that they understand the benefits of certain technology. And on the other hand, you have to be ready for that. So the technology can fail every time if a, an organization is not ready. So I told before, 50% of my time is IT, 50% is change management, 
to make sure that we are ready in order to adopt such a technology. So you have a sort of trade-off when you have to do, because actually I want to start the project very fast now, but if I know that if the business organization is not ready for that change, then maybe you have to take a step back, work on that readiness, have a lot of discussions regarding what kind of technology do we need, what kind of business needs do we have, and also to make sure that everybody's ready and then you can start. And this is the experience that I had. Please make sure that your company and your business departments are ready to accept a certain technology. Otherwise, you will fail. You gave a lot of great insights into the digital transformation project, into the what and the why. If we take a look into the future, what is your vision for Bullfrost and its operations for the next five years? I think we are still in the middle of the transformation. We have a lot of changes done in the whole architecture for salespersons, for tour planning, for CRM, for logistics, for good management system, and also finance, BI, all of those areas. We created new projects, new technology in order to make Bofrost fit for future. The next phase of the transformation is to integrate together in order to go to this omni-channel customer experience. And to use all those data generated from all those applications in order to have smart decisions to take. And this is actually the next challenge that I see because we have to move in the direction of a customer centricity. You are a direct sales organization, which it's also a sort of conflict that you have. So you need to balance the direct sale organization with the customer needs. For example, we have to drive to the customer not only when the salespersons have time, but also when the customer is there. So we have to, both needs of the business need to be addressed in order to make sure that it will happen. At the end, I'm very positive of the Bofrost way and the big potential that we have in order to grow our business. On the other hand, we need to still do some changes on the integration point of view to put all those tools together in order to have a great omnichannel experience. And that's the idea. Okay. Katalin, we are already coming to the end of the podcast. And my last question will be a personal one. At the beginning, you said you are a software developer. You know how to code. And I know that your motto is from a software developer to a CIO it took you 20 years. But from a CIO to a software developer can take you just 20 seconds. What does it mean for you and how does it help you in your daily operations? I think it's described the initial passion and motivation that got me here, which means I love technology, I love to code, and I always be a developer in my heart. But on the other hand, it described the long way that a technical person has to do in order to gain a lot of skills and to change itself in order to be in a leading position. And 20 years, it's a long journey that I've done in the last 20 years in different companies. And believe me, it was not an easy change to grow from an IT nerd into a CIO, which is managing certain teams. And you need a completely new skill set in order to increase the possibility to do a good job. Therefore, I have to learn on my social skills. I have to learn on my management skill, leadership skill, communication skills, which all of those skills are not needed when you code. And therefore, this was the major journey. But although I still think and always I get scribbled in my hands when I have to solve a complex issue, and therefore now I need to solve those complex issues, not only by programming, but also 
together with a team. And this was a big change. It was super inspiring to talk with you, Katalin. Thanks a lot for being on the podcast and hope to see you in one of the next episodes, probably after the finalization of the whole project, of the whole digital transformation project in the podcast again. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much here, Benjamin, for having me. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening and we hope you found this episode valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review. You can find more information and resources at operationsone.com. This episode is brought to you by Operations One. Operations One is the leading platform to bring operations to a new level of excellence. By supporting frontline operations from planning to execution to analytics, companies benefit from an empowered workforce, increased operational excellence and future-proof operations. Visit operationsone.com for more information.